0: You're listening to Behind the Shield, giving you 15 minutes of inspiration, triumphs, and more with the Salvation Army.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We have something a little bit unusual because as you can tell, I am not Captain Ken Chapman talking. I am the Director of Marketing, Jen Newman, and the special guest that I have here with me today is actually Captain Ken Chapman.
0: Well, you could have gotten better people, but I'm glad to be here.
1: (laughs) There's nobody who could be better than you.
0: Tell my wife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's what I want to talk to you about today. And I thought there's nobody better to discuss kettles than Captain. So when people think originally of the Salvation Army, if they don't know much about us, Captain, what are the two things that immediately come to mind?
0: Most of the time, they say, oh, you're the guys that ring bells at those red buckets at Christmas and thrift stores. That's right. 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 That's right. So I want to tell you about the history of the Red Kettle Campaign. Uh, it, It is 131 years old this year, the 131st year that the Salvation Army is ringing bells across America. It started. Uh, on the Fisherman's Wharf out in San Francisco with Captain McVie. And Captain McVie knew that there were a lot of fishermen, and that was a big industry in San Francisco then, and a lot of them were lost at sea. There were widows and orphans. Um, people were in need, and the Salvation Army was trying to meet a lot of those needs. So he thought, on this Christmas, I want to have a special Christmas dinner for the widows and orphans and those who are struggling in the fishing industry. And he remembered when he was in England, they used to put this big pot, this black kettle, uh, on the wharf and have people drop change in to help the the, the needy. So he said, well, I'll try that here in in San Francisco. He put a a big cauldron out on the, the pier and it had a sign that said, keep the pot boiling. Well, people would drop their change in and their leftover stuff. That year, not only could he have a Christmas dinner for all the people who needed it in San Francisco, but he had money to work on throughout the rest of the year with clothing and food and emotional and spiritual care. And then Boston did it, and then New York did it, and here we are 131 years later where we're still ringing the bell outside of supermarkets and other stores. You
1: know what I really love about how this started is when you think Christmas, it reminds you with the red kettles, what the Christmas season is about, celebrating the birth of Jesus. So we spread, you know, spiritual and wealth and knowledge and bring people into the family, but people helping others. It reminds you to love thy neighbor, and that neighbor doesn't need to be the neighbor next to you. It reminds you to help those who are not doing as well as you, but also keep the pot boiling and feeding. What is one of the universal things that people can connect to love? Well, our, And that's feeding.
0: That is right. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ through serving suffering humanity, meeting human needs. We love inclusively. We serve without discrimination. So we're motivated by that. and. I can't tell you the number of families who have grown up over the years where they have their children out there ringing. By the way, children bring in a lot more money. Children and dogs bring in a lot more money than (laughs) other people. And they're teaching their children the importance of giving to help others. So there is a great connection because when you're ringing a bell, Mm -hmm. you're bringing hope to somebody who might otherwise not have hope because that money is used throughout the whole year to fund what we do. 60% of what we raise is raised raised between October, November, and December. Red Kettles will be out from the day after Black Friday up until Christmas Eve, and we'll be here in this area and outside of public stores. And so we have a lot of needs with it. We need people to volunteer to help. We do pay some people that need jobs and that income for that time of year for their families. And um, so we need people that we can hire to pay and we have lots of other ways that people can give with virtual kettles and QR codes and electronic giving, which we'll talk a little bit more about. So we're coming into the future now. I do believe that in the future, virtual kettles is probably going to be the future of kettles, but it's an exciting time because we're trying a lot of different things here in this area to make it work.
1: That's right. Last year we did text uh, different keywords, good, to 24365. People could donate that way. And we found that a lot of people in our area did enjoy donating that way. So we're excited for that. Uh, Obviously, anytime you can use a QR code or go online and donate to a kettle or a virtual red kettle. Captain, one of the things I did want to talk to you about with kettles is I think the question that I get the most from people is where does the kettle money go towards?
0: That's a great question and you do need to know that. So we're very transparent. Our books are always available for anyone to look. We are audited internally twice a year and externally twice a year. So we have great accountability. Indeed, uh, 18, uh, uh, 82 cents, 82 cents of every dollar given goes directly to services. and. Sometimes that's a little bit of an indictment of how we pay our staff, but, um, and, and our staff are there more because it's a calling rather than a job, and I'm so grateful for that. That's how I gave my life into full-time officership, and my wife and I make less money we ever made in our whole lives, but we are more fulfilled because when you find a sweet spot of what God asks you to do with your life, it's all good. So that goes to a lot of different services throughout the whole year. So we have 300 beds filled every single night with shelter. We have a thousand meals a day that are served. We have an eight acre campus. We have adult rehabilitation center where 120 beds are available for men who are addicted to alcohol and drug abuse. And there's a work therapy intensive program. You give a, a couch to the Salvation Army, when it's sold in our thrift stores, our family stores, 100%, did you hear that? 100% of that goes into that rehabilitation program. And so we have 319 seniors and elderly who live in our William and Catherine Booth Towers for an average of about $234 a month. With all things included, we have 100 disadvantaged youth that come to our community center several times a week for a hot meal, for life skills and music and sports and character building. And and of course, when there's a disaster, we're usually the first in and the last out. And we charge absolutely nothing for our services. So we are dependent upon the donations and the partnerships that we have with people in our community. It's important for people to know where that goes.
1: That's one of the things that we've been trying to spread the word on each and every day, that when you give, you are helping to feed people, you're helping to give them shelter, you're helping to get them financial education. Disaster services, all that stuff that you just had. Captain, if you had to boil down kettles to just one word and a descriptive word, what would you say?
0: Others others in 1910 our founder William Booth uh, sent a telegram because that's the only way you could really communicate around the world in those days and he didn't have much money but he wanted to communicate to about we are now in 133 countries then we were about 75 Mm -hmm. and he wanted to send an encouraging message to remind his officers why we do what we do and he sent one word others And that said, that is who we are. We live to serve others. I I did a prayer last week at my Rotary Club. And I said in that prayer, Lord, thank you. Last night I slept on 700 uh, thread count sheets. And I had a nice soft pillow. There was a ceiling fan above me that kept me cooler. My air conditioning was working. I didn't feel threatened. My house was safe and secure. Think of the number of people in this community who don't have that. So when you think about the creature comforts you have, don't lose sight of the people who are in need, who are sleeping literally on the sidewalk with no pillow and don't ha- know where their next meal is coming from or even some of the clothes are, and walking with no shoes or holes in their shoes. This is what we do is to bring hope to people, not only to bring them hope, but to show them a way that they can make their life more productive and make the community better. That is what the Red Kettle Campaign is all about.
1: That's exactly it. I could not have worded it any better than that, Captain.
0: Well, it, it, it really rung in my heart, you know, even with the little bit of money I make, I, I have so much more than, than the people we serve every day and my heart breaks for the things that breaks god's heart and god doesn't want to see a single person go without food or a single person not have a safe place to stay and so that is our mission to help people find that way and all of the work that you and the rest of the staff does every day makes that happen but most importantly what really makes it happen is the thousands of people who drop by those red kettles drop money in adopt a kettle uh, ring a bell for us or give electronically those are the things that make it successful so if you want to feel good about who you are and give back because god's blessed you so much the salvation army is a good way to do it especially in a red kettle campaign
1: tell me a little bit about what people have told you when they donate to the red kettle or when they work a red kettle
0: there are several things that people share with me and and i I've done I've rung many a bell throughout my whole life I'm a fourth generation salvationist and my grandmother and I used to ring bells outside the main street in uh, Savannah Georgia when I was a young boy uh, in what they called the kettle house um, because it was a little warmer in there and she taught me how to ring bells but it's surprising that when you ring bells the number of people that won't even look you in the eye when they're going and coming from the the, the store because they kind of feel guilty they're not giving, but people say to me, especially when they're teaching their children or they're with a group of people, they feel good because they've given of themselves, okay? Sometimes people can't afford to give money. I get, especially in this economy with gas prices, like it, inflation out, out of the roof, got it. But you can give the gift of time and the gift of talent. So when they're ringing that bell, they're feeling, okay, and it's not the most fun thing to do to stand there for eight hours or however many hours you do it and ring a bell but it it, it, you have a sense of I've done my part I I have okay I'm putting my head down tonight in a nice safe house but I made a sacrifice today to help somebody else and usually people will say to me I came to bless others but other people bless me because people will come by and talk to you and say oh when I was a kid I only had Christmas because of the Salvation Army's angel tree or when I was uh, and down in my luck the Salvation Army took me in and sheltered me when I was in a tornado and had nothing for days the Salvation Army sandwich was the best I'd ever heard tasted and so you get blessed by the people coming and telling you the stories of what the Salvation Army has done. 157 years the Salvation Army has been in existence, 103 years we've been serving the Orlando community. So those are things that stand out and you get blessed when you ring a bell and help somebody else.
1: This season, be on the lookout for the Red Kettles. It's at the public's locations. And if you are able to, please donate to help us provide food, yes. shelter, and hope. and hope. And
0: mainly hope, because that little, we believe every person deserves dignity, regardless of their lowest class that they may be in, or on the street, sleeping in a tent, whatever, everybody deserves dignity, because we are a child of God. And so our job is to bring hope and dignity even if it's for a short time. And, and you can have a part of that when you join our mission and help in helping those ways. So you can do a virtual kettle. You can adopt it. You can go to register to ring, to be able to ring a bell. You can go to our social media and our websites, which is SalvationArmyOrlando.org, SalvationArmyOsceola.org. And you can get more information and you can sign up to serve. We need more people this year, now more than ever. So, join us with the Red Kettle Campaign here in Orlando and Osceola and make this community a better place to live.
1: Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And if you have any questions, once again, please do not hesitate to reach out. Thank
0: you, Captain. God bless you and God bless our community. Behind the Shield is powered by News 6, United Way, City of Orlando and Orange County.